0: Welcome back to another episode of Confessions of Millennial Mils with your favorite sister yeah, friends, Ashley and Tiffany.
1: What's up, girl? Mm, nothing. How we just went through a partial hurricane fifteen minutes ago, but other than that, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thought my was gone, but she's back. I <laughs> like this little storm was
0: worse than the tropical storm that came through
1: yeah well we were low-key waiting for this one for about 24 hours because we were supposed to (laughs) yesterday my mom was off working everything
0: (laughs) yeah um the job sent out the actual office didn't open until 11 o'clock yesterday that's just
1: how much they thought was gonna happen like yeah so you know my job doesn't care so i worked late (laughs) the night before just like okay let me Work late just in case the power goes out. Did I get an email in the morning? Just in case the power goes out, you'll still be compensated for your time? No. So I was just sitting I, here. I was praying that the power went out because I, I just did
0: not want to really do anything. And they were when not going to make outside, us come into the office. They had already said that our work would be okay for one day if we were out. So I was praying for a power outage. Yeah.
1: When I looked outside and realized it was still sunny, I was like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> and
0: Literally, today it was rained, worse. And it I really rained a little bit. It rained a little bit yesterday morning, but by nine o'clock, the sun was shining bright.
1: <laughs> and I was pissed. I woke up and I was like, "Okay." And then another time, I was doing my morning report. I was like, "This bullshit." No. Yeah. So what it was I was still thinking looking was like that I would
0: get halfway through my morning report and the power would go out. And I got halfway through my morning report
1: and the sun came out. Bro. Bruh. Bruh. I was teed, okay? (laughs) So, how are the kiddos, especially with, you know, school Uh, finally being set in stone? what's going to do, and, you know? The kids are
0: fine. Like, they're excited about (laughs) school. They don't really know that school's going to be, like, at home. Like, I said it to them, and they were like, you're going to teach us? Like, they they got these faces, and I don't really know how to feel about it, but the face (laughs) that I just made was literally (laughs) the face that they gave me, like you're going to teach us? And I was like, yeah, is that a problem? It's because, well, you know how it was when we were in school.
1: We did not want to be fucking home.
0: Yeah, like school is your getaway. Like, for them, They love me. They like being at home with me, but they like, they like the interaction with, with the teachers and with other kids.
1: So, yep. I'm,
0: I'm a little, mm, I don't really know how I feel about it because like, how is this going to affect them
1: long term you know that's a good point that is a good point um i'm i would think that this should allow a lot of people who always want to like after school care or something with kids to this would be the perfect time yeah definitely to, to set it up the perfect time um kyler keeps asking when he's going back to school and i'm like well do. you would have been starting a pre-k but i don't know how this gonna work <laughs> So, any <laughs> <laughs> <gonna be> virtual. <laughs> um, so yeah, well you can't do anything if you're fully potty trained. So, um, don't know what I'm gonna do. Like I want to kind of put him back in daycare, but it's doing nothing it to me any worse. So I don't really know what I'm gonna do. I mean he gets his kid interaction. I pay for ABC Mouth every fucking month. So, but yeah, I don't know long term goals. What we're gonna do? He's probably gonna be homeschooled. Like that was the plan anyway. It's just getting expedited. I didn't think he was going to be homeschooled at four. But that's going to be expedited. Honestly,
0: like, it's looking like that's what I'm going to end up doing. Like, you know, I talked to you earlier. And so it looks like I'm just homeschooling the key. Like, looks like this voice story is going to have to get into
1: because how else am I going to be able to, you know, work as well as teach my children? I think a lot of jobs that are like, pick your own schedule, is about to be the wave. Because, it, you know, everybody damn it has a kid. So, having a kid, especially if they're younger and they have to work, well not work, but go to school from home, you're going to have to be home more, what job is going to accommodate that, it's just about to get. I can see this. I can see some lawsuits dropped in yeah. 2021. <laughs> christmas so speaking
0: of lawsuits i saw this thing earlier and it was basically like you can take fmla because your child's school is closed or because their daycare is closed so how many and you can get up to 12 weeks off and so most of the schools right now are only doing virtual for at least nine weeks so that 12 weeks gives you time to take off to be at home with your kids so if you think about, I think about the team that I'm on at work, there are about four four mothers who have children in school. Mm-hmm. And, if, you know, well, if I count the dads, it's like six people with children school age. Right. If those six people take FMLA, the department is fucked. But
1: well, what are they going to do? Now, you know, <laughs> everybody is
0: not going to do that, but they... You can't deny somebody. That's true. That's very true. So yeah, like you said, companies are gonna they're gonna have to shit you off the pot. Like oh, you're gonna of, see really how much your employer cares about.
1: Um uh, speaking of employers caring about you, so today I'm at work and <sighs> no one knows me personally knows that this job pays my bills, but it genuinely grinds my spirit, okay? every day by Listen, you, i told you okay. i wanted to
0: quit today but i need the coins
1: so the job is like implementing like this dumb shit like it's super dumb so <laughs> they had a meeting <laughs> my sister was here and she was like what was the purpose of that they could have sent that in an email you are 20 and don't even work here how do you know that <laughs> like that's your yeah so you have a meeting whatever something really minuscule something that actually was mentioned in March and they explained everybody wrong and it's now August so a bunch of more of you just have went out incorrect with that incorrect jargon it's okay no problem didn't do it anyway so in the meeting so my host keeps on the meeting and our team manager in the meeting it gets kind of like quiet after they make sure we all understand what they're talking about and then my manager goes oh Amy it's going to be so sad to see you go and so it got quiet because it, I feel like that's when it was just announced. Like, I mean, outside of the manager and the girl, like that's when it was mentioned. Like, who was it? So she was like, "Yeah, it was a great time here. You know, love the company." Da was da. So then I was so I was sitting here typing. I'm on. Well, what's I on mute? No. Was I? No. But I'm, i was in my head like, "Oh, this a bitch right here." Like I'm still working, so I'm a little irritated. So then. I'm like calculating my like, this bitch only bear a month. Wow. So we got the call. So I sit here. I said, oh, I ain't quit. <laughs> I ain't made a good one. She ain't make so I can, you know, do my business on the top. Uh so then my my supervisor goes into meeting her damn self. Cause that's how I knew she was she just found out. Like when we found out she found out, she supposed to have way. And I literally had just told her when she was off that homebrew is the bomb.com. <laughs> so I know in her head, she was like, we're fucked. So me, that was <laughs> that the, hell? the deal. That's the deal for me. I said, oh no, nah, that's the third damn person I had lost since I started. Hell no. These two niggas I work with suck ass. So no, uh-uh. I just started getting off at five o'clock on time. Maybe five o five, five fifteen, sixteen. 515, Hell no. I'm not going back seven o'clock days. I'm just not. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, that moment, I got an ND and I was typing it up, okay? Indeed applying it up, because hell no. I will be following suit behind my homegirl Amy. I was going to text her today and get off on her business trying to figure out what happened, but I know what happened. She overworked, and underpaid. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> and I could tell when she first got hired that she, like, knew the work. Just how, how she spoke right. and her initiative, that this is a job that is not verbatim she's had before with somebody else or but the, the type of work. So I was like, oh, she's really right. good. So I know her, she gave it a month. Her 30 days were all out. It was still doing dumb shit. We have literally probably had a meeting about something yes, stupid. One every week. Oh, she's like, oh, no, I'm, not, I'm not settling for this. And she's like the oldest one. She's <laughs> older than my manager. So she's over this year. So yeah. That's um, employers caring about you. Because did they say anything else after that? No. Because she, she started it off to say, I've been interviewing new candidates. Every time she said that, I'd be like... And then that's what she said, home girlie. <laughs> so, so, I said, ain't this some shit? So, yeah, okay. like, people be trying to downplay working remote, but it's actually, to me, worse than being in the office. It's actually horrible, honestly. Other than the fact <laughs> that I can brush my teeth fifth, five minutes before I go to work. Don't gotta change my clothes, and don't gotta take Yeah, out my I hair. like the fact that I can um,
0: take showers on the clock."
1: like, if I, you know, I want to do some things on the clock, I can. I'll be right back. Or if I want to take a shower, I'll be right back. Or if I want to sit down and watch a, a, a sitcom on the clock, because I have nothing to do, can. You can't tell me that I'm not. So, yeah. But that's about it. In order to take out all the time. That's literally it. <laughs> and, and drink. But <laughs> that's like, this job, is. I've never driven so much, drank so much while I've been on the clock ever. So, yeah. So that's yeah. what's going on with me in work. Um, I have been implementing my communication skills. I learned too. So. Well, that's good. I'm very proud. So, okay. so this month is actually National Breastfeeding Month. I apologize. Yeah. Rob just decided to cook um 20 minutes ago. So if you're here to think, that is why. Okay. So, don't stop now. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, so with this month being National Breastfeeding Month and we're both moms, it's an overdue episode, honestly. So this week we're going to yeah. talk about Black women in the delivery room. yes we both and, have um, had some crazy stories.
0: Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll throw the stat out there first. 21% of Black mothers and 19% of Hispanic mothers report poor treatment due to race, background, ethnicity ethnicity culture or language and that is sad so oh, we got our black men being killed by police and just strange white men and then our black women and brown sisters are dying in the delivery room because
1: mm-hmm.
0: we are taken serious
1: mm-hmm. um the first story is the girl from like a month ago that i remember and then you and i both have personal experiences i was actually born in a similar experience as how i had Kyla, crazy enough it's kind of weird but personal experiences where we were given we were given birth and we were not our response wasn't received correctly and if like if some one person was not there it could have went totally different i know you were explaining to me yours so i would love for you to kind of you know let everybody know what happened and Your thoughts if you wouldn't have had someone of color in the room.
0: So, um, my babies are 18 months apart. So, when I went to the hospital to have my son, my second child, the nurse that I had was actually one of the nurses that I had the first time. So, that kind of made me happy. She was a black lady. And, you know, I remembered her from the time. She didn't remember my name or anything, but, of course, it had only been, like, 18 months, so she, you know, right. kind of remember my face. So after talking or whatever, she was like, okay, yeah, I remember you. And, you know, we had a rapport. <clears throat> right. So um, I got my epidural, and when she came back in to check on me after the epidural, um, she looked at me, and I remember her asking me, do you feel okay? Mm-hmm. So in my head, I responded to her and I said, I feel delusional. And the next thing I remember is like everything like going black, really. And her calling the code blue. I don't remember Mm -hmm. anybody coming in. I remember really what happened. When I came to, I had like an oxygen mask on. I was actually talking about it with the kid's dad, because we were going through pictures and stuff of the kids, because we're actually trying to make a photo album, Mm -hmm. and he's like, you know you almost died, right, and I was like, yeah, I was, you know, so I was telling him, you know, how I remember the story, he was like, no, when she said something to you, you did not respond, he was like, it was literally like on the movies, where like, the lady just like, passes out he was like you legit collapsed she called the code blue he said like six people rushed in the room they did whatever and you know I came back but I legit almost died giving birth to Cameron Hmm. and I just think you know if it wouldn't have been that nurse who was there the first time would another nurse have noticed that something was wrong with me Hmm. That's or if it point. was a white nurse, would she have noticed enough or cared enough? That's a good point. <clears throat> so I, I'm literally one of those people who feels like everything happens for a reason. And so I was Isn't supposed us? to <clears throat> I was supposed to be induced with Cameron the next day. Uh-huh. But I actually went into labor on the sixth myself. And so I think like if I would have went in for the induction the next day, would that nurse have been there? You've been on the clock.
1: That's a good point.
0: That's a good point. So like,
1: everything you like that, that have to
0: believe, have to believe in in a higher power. I have to believe in God because,
1: yeah.
0: like, we see we see in the news how things go wrong, and so yeah. I just, if it wouldn't have been her, would I be here?
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, when my mom had myself, when it kind of trickles into me having Kyla, when she had me, my grandmother has been a nurse all, pretty much all my damn life. I'm 26, so she's been a nurse. I think when I was born, she maybe had been a nurse about 10 years, about 30-something years. So, but she just retired this year. So, um, it was her, my dad, and of course my mother. I don't remember if my mom was supposed to be induced or not. But, you know, back in the 90s, so they're in labor. It's her, my dad and my mom's first child together, so, they're, they're, you know, she's in labor. My dad is realizing this is back when they used to put the little, the red, mean, you not know, the red, the pink and blue little monster, and that was pretty much it. You know, now it's all types of shit on you. So... My dad is like... Yeah, because
0: when I was in the hospital, the damn monitors that they had for me, they could see them on these big girl, screen TVs like, from the nursing shit. station. Like, I liked that. I was like, oh, they can see,
1: like, my contractions and everything on these big screen TVs <laughs> and at Andrea the real was station. Born? I think it was getting better because we're six years apart. So, I mean, it was, I mean, I don't remember Drea's labor being like a little bit more than what I've seen in the old 90s movies, but it was still not as good as I had. So, when my mom was in labor with me, my dad was like, that he could see the heart rate going up and down. But the nurse is explaining to him that it's just because my mom's moving and they're slipping. So, that's not an accurate reading. I was not his first child, though, either. So, he was like, nigga, no. So, (laughs) my grandma is really quiet. She said a lot of shit on her breath, but she's really quiet. So, I know for a fact in that moment, even without them telling me, but just knowing her, you know, she's kind of, she's a nurse, yes, but that's not her place. That's how she just is. So, after a few times, you know, my dad explaining, like, something ain't right. My mom, too, the same way, because she's the first kid. She's like, she's a nurse. Then, my grandma chimes in, like, yeah, something's not right. The nurses and doctors are literally arguing, him now, like arguing all of them now. But you know how that correlation you know, of are they're African-American, they're here showing their asses back in the 90s. These niggas are in here fully dressed up like it's the Grammy Awards. or are giving birth to a fucking baby. Like they're just doing too much. So long ago they finally take, like do an examination. He's right. My heart rate been dropping the whole damn time. My mom gets rushed into emergency C-section. She can feel the incision, like all of that. When I was delivered, I was blue. So my dad, my grandma used to bring it up all the time because my parents were divorced. So that was kind of like some, She kind of used it to kind of talk about him, anyway. But when <laughs> when it went left, like my dad lost his shit because. It, looking back on it, it was a little. I mean, it wasn't a much. That's how he felt. But I mean, Dan, what did you expect him to do? I've been telling y'all for hours at this point. You have been discrediting me. We could have avoided all of this if right. you just took the, the initiative to look. It's because I'm black and I did too much in your eyes. You were already scared of me, so your way of trying to punish me was ignoring me. It give you a list of things. When I had Kyler, something similar happened. I was just like you. I went into labor the day, before, the day before my actual due date. I didn't have Kyler until the day after. He was supposed to be due on the 18th. I had him on the 19th, but I was going to get induced on the 22nd. So I was still working everything. Went into labor that morning, didn't know, because I haven't had, I, I, I had been to the doctor twice, I think, before actually going to labor, and they sent me home. I think the, the time I went was like maybe two or three days before that, and I was already dilated, but they sent me home. So I left mm-hmm. it alone. So I'm like, okay, fuck it, I'm going back to work. Like, I'm, I'm sick of this shit. I'm tired of taking this drive, and they sent me back. Mm-hmm. So didn't realize water had broke that morning. I literally had been draining all them day. And it didn't hit me until I was literally in pain. Like, couldn't do shit pain. So, I get to the hospital. They admit me, whatever. Boom. My mom is fine to interstate. Like, we had a whole birthing plan. I was going to give birth in the tub. Like, I had been doing a little bit of research. I didn't want a doula, but my OBGYN was doula trained. So, we had agreed that, you know, some of the stuff she was, she was white, but she was super cool. Like, she made sure that I was learning everything. I was young? Since I went into labor early, she wasn't scheduled because I was getting a deuce. And she just was so sure that that's when I was what was going to happen. I really hadn't been having nothing. Change within me. And we low-key thought God just was never going to come because nothing was happening. So I'm freaking out when they told me she won't come. Man. Like I was losing it because the hospital I gave birth to him in was also a school. So I knew that that threw me in the crossfire of being... Seen by, by students, not necessarily full trained right. doctors that are already licensed. So, which is what happened. Going to labor, they take me off the of toast. So, this is what speaks up in labor. My mom and my boyfriend and myself are already with the nurse. The nurse that wants to keep me on, of course, her shift ended, I, like always, how the story goes. So, her say didn't matter anymore. They took me off, so I stopped dilating. When I started pushing, I was pushing at nine and a half. So I wasn't at the full ten that they always explain to you, but they were trying to explain to me that that's okay, but that could have made such a great difference. Um, I pushed for so many hours that I literally was starting to go delusional. Um, I did not want to put the suction on my son's head. I didn't want to do any of that crazy shit they were trying to get me to do because at that point I didn't have any energy. So when they were trying to get me to do the shit, it was like, you should do this hours ago. And, you know, your adrenaline is so high, so you don't really realize that you've been doing something like that for so long. You just want the baby out. And you're in the moment. So, it didn't click to me until like I was, it, I could, the, way, the best way to describe it is you're pushing and you feel like you're lifeless trying to do it. Because you have no energy. So, my mom is getting emotional. Because in her head, she's already thinking about how it was with me and, and, then she,
0: sees she, do, her child and
1: she sees me like giving all that i've got and nothing's happening and all of my doctors are white my nurses were black once he was born and here but this process the labor no they were all white young and white and they're like you they're literally in front of us trying to devise a plan you should know already so they're like you have to have a c-section i did not want that for multiple reasons and um of course i have to ultimately do that i had a question so long that while so we agree to the c-section when we agree to the c-section somebody's in the operating room so i have to wait an hour and 15 minutes while but mind you kyler's stuck so kyler is stuck under my pelvic bone so not only am i waiting an hour and 15 minutes i'm waiting an hour and 15 minutes a so baby's head stuck in my fucking crotch then on top of that the epidural goes out and if anyone's ever had a kid and their epidural is going away, you know, because it goes beep, beep, like it just keeps beeping. And so when it first started beeping, I'm starting to kind of lose consciousness. So I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> that I had no problem saying, what the hell is that? So Rob's like, hey, like what's that noise? <laughs> what, what, is hey, that? Wait, like, what is that noise? <laughs> everybody in the room was like, what is that? <laughs> My mom at this point has fucking blacked on the nurse and left. Drove all the way back to 75, okay? Like she's pissed. Because in her head, like, if this goes left, I refuse to sit here and watch this. Because I right. literally have been saying shit. I have two kids. I'm her mother. Like, I just can't. So, um, will me in. They get, to about to get dressed, you know, will me in or whatever. Okay, I did sneak a sandwich. Because I have been hungry, okay? I haven't been for like three days. Well, two and a half. So, I go to get an operating table Girl, I can feel them cutting me. So, but i have no energy so i'm like damn near whisper. my loud ass is literally whispering because rob's like what And i'm like there, i can feel it like that's all i can get out <laughs> rob's like she can feel it <laughs> y'all yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, But they had just gave him the speech you know like you cannot be over this curtain sir like blah, blah, blah. like he didn't give a fuck <laughs> so all i remember before i kind of started getting sleepy was the man was like hitting the button like Ma'am, are you okay? Can you feel it? Is it okay? Like, are you okay? Are you good? Are you good? Girl, so we started tapping that button. I started throwing it everywhere. <laughs> and so they were like, What is going on, Rob? Like, that fucking nurse snuck her that damn sandwich. Because that, That's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> but <laughs> I didn't want to tell them, did But so they give the, you know, like they literally had to, it's so descriptive, but they had to literally push Kyler back and that part I still could feel, then proceed to do the c section but it was so traumatic for me because it's a lot of pressure when you're getting a c-section but i'm in my head because once i, I think i could see a clock so i was just realizing yo you was pushing for like six hours hmm. and that's not including you waiting to get into the operating room so they give her the key comes out girl i'm crying and it's not crying tears of joy is crying because i'm scared because he was not crying at first And me just, at this point, I'm just over the all paranoid. I'm freaking out. But it was just a matter of, because he was, you know, a newborn, and he was trying to open his eyes or whatever. He eventually ended up crying, but I was scared out of my mind. Like, I had no energy to the point where they, you know, sewed me back up, gave me my stitches, and wheeled me out. I saw them put Kyler in the little bed and fell asleep. The nurse had to give him his first bath. Like, I couldn't do shit. Like, I held him, yes, and that was it. My first... Um, skin, to, skin to skin with him was the next well it was the same day but later that morning I think I had been sleep because he was born around 3am so I think I had been sleep for maybe like 3 or 4 hours and then the nurse came in woke me up and skin, like, but, but even then I wasn't right like I just my mom so came back you feel I put like, do you feel like one
0: if you would have had your doctor things would have been different
1: oh yeah like, my doctor was so down to earth, older white lady, so down to earth, that girl, she was telling me how to get my coochie ready to push him out, like, shit that they supposed to tell you anyway, but she knew I was young, and she knew I was nervous, so she was like, this is where, like, having a doula, I was so pressed, like, I was so, my mind, and what blew me, is I felt like it was a little bit of a lie in there, because my room was a room for that. I had the tub, the ball, like, all of that shit was in there already. So, for somebody to, you know, not be on the clock to do it, that's bullshit. They might have just already been with someone else. But my room was, was literally set up for that type of delivery. Because I know because my friends fell asleep in the fucking tub, waiting for me to give birth. So, but you know, I digress, because he's three now. But I just feel as if, if she was there. Hell yeah, it would have went differently. She would have, if anything, would have never agreed to turn a Pitocin off in the first place. And that's something that happens to a lot of Black women, a lot of pe- women of color in general, and how they have so many C-sections. And, uh, and the argument that a doctor will give you is they want you to um, dilate naturally, which is fine. But in my case, I had been at work for a full eight-hour shift. I had been so working for so long. Pain, correct. Like, I had been walking back and forth. in the back. Like, if I was going to dilate, it would have happened already. So, yeah. it didn't make no sense. And now, you, I've had an epidural at this point. Like, I feel like we don't really get the information as African-American women about the side effects of an epidural. Like, they give you bullshit side effects. They don't explain to you about your tailbone pain. They don't explain to you about um just general back pain, aches and things
0: like I I didn't have any pain until after I was in it. And after that it's like it triggered my epidural pain. And so like if I get really cold, mm-hmm. I, I you know my back hurts that's where I have like for accident I didn't have any any back pain issues. And so I, I was like, "Oh, uh, not right, gonna right. do I'm one of the lucky ones." But that damn accident did something to me. But um, I had another question. Oh, if you do you feel if like the, um, the students would have been black, things would be different. Or no, oh, yeah, the
1: doctors were still white. I feel like if well, my nurses were all white women. So one, the one that was like, "No," like she was a young white girl. The one that was like, "No," yeah. She's getting a c- c- section Like, I mean, we gotta ask her, kind of get her consent, but it has to happen. Like, no. Um, I'm happy she was in there. Because who knows what would happen? Like, they, like, one girl was so determined to use that fucking vacuum, but he would come to find out it was literally stuck under my pelvic bone. When you're in labor, you're <clears> smack <throat> your back and your legs up in the air. It was really nothing that could have been done to get him from right there. And it probably would have never happened if I would have been fully dilated. so I feel like if it would have been two black girls or even one black girl I just feel like the conversation would have been different the persistence the we are all about receipts so the reasoning for why she wants to do this would have been a little bit more stronger she would have had more of a cause and effect I don't think it would have went that way um even the aftermath i like I guess because I was in there too long, I don't know, I ran the checkup, I don't know, but they <laughs> will be out of that bitch so fucking fast in my aftercare, it was so not nobody's business. So, when they speak of the Hispanic women in this, in this, um, in this fact, they, it's true. The woman I shared a room with, yeah, I shared a room, just gave birth, like, that's disgusting. Um, what's Hispanic? She had had a C-section too, I think. If I can't I believe so yeah so they kept asking her about pain um but she had also had a toddler so I'm assuming her baby and the oldest was maybe like a year or two apart and the from the conversations we heard the boyfriend was like like no nah, you got to figure some shit out like I, I ain't gonna manage with the baby that's basically what he was saying like you gotta come home which is insensitive in itself but from what we can hear when we was up because they would be talking about it that damn much he would be. That's what he basically was asking her. Like, when is she gonna figure out when she'll get home? Essentially, when you have a C-section for myself, I was there a week or like a little under a week because I had an infection from my well, water drain all goddamn day. So they um, <laughs> they came to check her, and I heard like her screams at night would drive me up the wall from her pain. They came to check her, and she was yeah, like, oh, "I feel oh. fine." Yes, but she told them that. Like, she's like, I'm fine. I'm good. And they let her go. But she uh, just gave, she just, yeah, like, she just had a C-section the same. We literally, I think she had maybe been in that room a few hours before I got in there. Maybe a few. But she had C-section too. And we heard her crying. Her trying to use the bathroom was fucking killing her. But her nigga wanted her to come home and be with her baby. And he wanted to be with the baby. I guess he couldn't stay whoever they had the kid with. And See, he wanted I, her I to help. Cam, my sister and her boyfriend kept
0: Carmen, so I didn't have to worry about that. And they actually kept her for like a week and a half or two weeks after I came home. So I was able to just focus solely on Cam for like, you know, two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um. So I didn't... I, I had that... So when I was reading these articles that you was saying, you know, one was talking about the birth plan. I was like, I ain't going have no damn birth plan. Like literally the only birth plan I had was my sister keeping her in while I was delivering and then for at least a week after I had, that was literally the only birth plan. When when my doctor would ask me about a birth plan, the only thing I would tell her is I want, I want an epidural and I don't want a C-section. <laughs> Mm, and hello? she would probably look at me like I was crazy. But one, I was young, it's two, when I had Hyman, and then yeah. literally, that's like I—I'm not like I need an epidural, and I don't want a C-section unless we absolutely mm-hmm. have to. The only issue I would say I had. So the lady that I saw the whole time that I was pregnant was a nurse practitioner.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: what I did not know was that she wasn't going to be the one who delivered my baby yep Yep. so with Carmen you know when you go to the doctor like your last one yeah that's when I found out that she wasn't going to be the who delivered
1: <laughs> so you probably was like so we became besties for what <laughs> <laughs>
0: I thought you were going to be the one in there. Like, I didn't got familiar with what
1: your hands feel like. Yeah, that was another thing for me, too. Like, <laughs> I just I said, so okay, Well, going to be with me? He's going to be a girl not a man.
0: <laughs> so, he introduced, so she introduced me to the doctor. And so, he's this really tall, goofy, white-looking, goofy-looking white man. But he was really nice, so I'm like, okay. So, she was like, I'm going to be in the last point with you, but it'll be the doctor who does everything since he'll be the one who's in the delivery room. So we were kind of just, you know, having small talk or whatever, so he sticks his hand in me to check me, and bitch, I almost died. Do you know how this, why are OBGYN men hands so fucking big? Right?
1: <laughs> That's so, it's not, What is well, it's kind of discriminatory, but who gives a shit? You. They need to have, like, a circumference on the hand. It needs to be super small, when they the twat. That is why. That's why, why I made, wanted my lady because she had a nice
0: little small hands, <laughs> and they fit in there. I knew how it was gonna feel. It didn't hurt. Doc, he stuck in hand. Oh my goodness. So Carmen was in. Was a, Carmen was induced? Mm-hmm. Because I had I had her two weeks before my new date. She was induced. So I get to the hospital. So he's he there six in the morning. So he comes in all happy and everything. So I break my water, and then he's like, "Okay, we're gonna check, you know, to see how far you're dilated." Right. So David had never met doc- the doctor before. He had only met the lady.
1: <laughs> so he was confused too. Like the fuck. You no, know,
0: David is stupid as fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> The doctor came in there and he put his gloves on and he stuck his hand in me and I like kind of jumped and made a noise. David's dumbass said, she never sounds she never
1: like that with me. I would have been and so embarrassed, the- embarrassed and probably would have been freaking <laughs> locked up on the man's head, unfortunately. The Sorry, doc- sir. Cause I'm the embarrassed. Doctor fell out laughing. The doctor <laughs> fell out laughing. <laughs> He been not say nothing crazy weird, like I got that touch. no, don't you say that? I don't even remember, but it was hilarious,
0: so that that was literally the only problem I had like that kind of like messed my nerves up, like I went oh, yeah, thinking that she was gonna be the one who delivered and then <gasps> the day before, I, I was being a motherfucker. but everything was smoothy, kind of the smooth delivery was coming, he was great. Showed up the last three minutes, pulled her right on how, and that was that. I was legit in labor for 19 hours with Hyman. It's not bad but at all. I to your story. I had a little old nurse and she didn't she didn't give me pothosin.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And I was young, so I was like, okay, so I legit all day. Like it took Forever for me to dilate. Like, so they broke my water at that morning. I wasn't even seven centimeters dilated at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I was pitocin like, for real. Like, when I was in labor with Kyler, it was They, my, they didn't, was didn't want to. Flying. Okay. So, this is what happened. I stayed at seven for a while. This shift at 10 o'clock. <laughs>
0: I got another nurse, and she was like, no. The black nurse because, yeah, she was like, no, she know that." And two hours later, I had Herman. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, the nurse, so so the nurse that, that switched that, was a it, white lady. It makes sense. So the nurse that wanted to keep me on Pitocin was an older white lady. The nurse that wanted to take me on was a younger one that I think was a student. So, when the shifts changed, she was looking like, she was the same one that snuck me the sandwich. Everything, like, she had been sneaking me snacks all damn day, <laughs> but yeah. Like, as soon as the girl came in, and that's in they ended trying to give me going to labor, that's when it went all to hell. Because when I was on Pitocin, I was, I was at seven centimeters like that. Because by the time I got, when I got administered, uh, I think I was two already. So, and my water had already broken, so they literally just had to finish breaking my water. And that was that. Like once they got me in the room, my mom lives an hour and a half away. So by the time she got there, I already had my epidural and everything. Like they played no games with me because they just knew I was gonna drop him out real quick. As soon as that potosa went <laughs> off, I went from having him at seven to having him at one in the morning. <laughs> like, to delivering him at three no. on the operating table. Like it, it went to shit after that. <laughs> So if you
0: could t- talk with your younger self, what would you, or not just your younger self, if you were to have another child, what, what would be some things that you would have to
1: have on your birthing plan? Oh, I would have to have a doula and a doula that I know, like, um, I would have had to have a doula that would have been with me the whole way. You know, like it wouldn't have been, I just got lucky. Right. You know, when you get pregnant, you fill out what you want, stuff like that. I just got lucky because I was so into the natural birth. Like, I wanted to breastfeed. Like, even my, they don't even talk to you about giving birth after, like, I even had to black on my lactation specialist after the fact because she was doing too fucking much. Like, I just feel as if I had a doula, someone that was more trained, because a doula essentially is what us people of color consider our family and friends that's the relationship you yeah. have with your doula so typically when you're pregnant you you on your sister your aunt your grandmother your mother those maternal mm-hmm. figures that you already have in your life so that's the yeah. kind of relationship but that you typically honestly, have with
0: sometimes you need a biased person correct correct because so i wish i i would have you don't want your been. your mama and your grandma and your auntie's mm-hmm. trauma stories Fucking you up when you in the delivery room you know sometimes you need that unbiased person who is gonna tell you you know the risk of what could go on but they're not gonna tell you the crazy traumatic story behind it that's gonna have you scared Correct. out of your mind you know so
1: Correct. they'll
0: give you the information you need the way you need it and so i, I feel like sometimes family family can kind of cross that family and friends can kind of cross that line
1: <laughs> yeah they'll scare you i mean <laughs>
0: Right, but, you know, and it's not done intentionally, you know, you're just sharing your experience with someone you know, that you love and you care about, not really realizing that it, you know, can
1: get a PTSD. No bullshit, like, I was real, I didn't talk about a lot of stuff Um, when I was pregnant, just because, like you said, I don't got time for you to put your pregnancy shit on me, because I'm going to be confused, Yeah. I'm going to be time to push and be scared, but my doctor, she, I, I think I was just so intrigued with like little natural shit. Like I just knew I was, I think that was more the devastation of anything outside of everything that was happening in my labor. I was more devastated that I wasn't able to have the natural birth like i planned. And I knew I was, I was going to have the epidural. I already knew that. But as far as like, you know, giving, bath, giving birth in the water, pretty much doing everything else, letting my body do the work. I didn't get to do that. I kind of had to rely on the nurse and like that really ate me up. So oh, yeah. I knew that if I would have had a doula, um, some a midwife, she was a midwife and a doula. So someone that was I mean they tried to do their part, but when shit went left, I had a bunch of doctors in there. Like I started out with a midwife, but when it went left, she was long out. So it it I just wish that's what I would have had. And right in the article itself, they talk about that. How you kind of we'll have put the pre- links of the articles in the description yeah. Yes, because it's we probably won't cover all of them, but they have a lot of the information. Um, they discuss like making sure you have someone in your room. And I know it kinda, it's kind of weird with COVID, but you know, to speak into the future, we don't want COVID forever. But, you know, who are you going to have? And that's something that a lot of people don't think about when having a birthday plan, especially women of color. We think about it, we think about it more of like the aesthetic-wise, not the health-wise. And that's a key thing to have. To have someone in your room that'll speak up if, like, for you, you're about to pass out. Um, for me, uh, my epidural is going off, and I'm thinking, I'm just so delusional. I don't know what the fuck the button is. Like, you know, like it, it. Those things matter. Um, yeah. They even go to to mention um, groups. Now that is once that is when I had let my midwife do or whatever. Once I let her know that I wanted to breastfeed. She was trying to put us in a monthly group. And so we could speak with what other women and dads who were newly parents when they were breastfeeding. And those things really come in handy. Um, after I had Kyla, Yeah, I had wish Jordan, I would have
0: done that. Like I didn't I didn't like my lactation specialist. Um I hated
1: mine.
0: I did not like her. She The black nurse that I had, so the lactation specialist, when I had Carmen, the lactation specialist came in. It was a probably middle-aged white lady. She, you know, did her little spiel, gave me the little books and everything, and she, you know, tried to show me what to do. And then, you know, she was probably in there like 15, 20 minutes, and she left. So like as soon as she left, the black nurse came in, and I was struggling. She said, baby, let me help you. And so she showed me what to do. And so the nurse I had did a better job at showing and teaching me how to breastfeed the lactation specialist. So when I
1: left the hospital, why would I want to call the lactation specialist? Girl, my doctor, thank God, came back by then. Like once I, obviously, because she was there, she was scheduled for me to be induced. So by the time, oh, so, you know, to get this. She was there, and I had already told her, like, this bitch is getting on my nerves. Like, she's pushing Tyler's head on my titty, like, I'm on top of this. And she pushing her baby head again, I want to knock her block off. So, her and I was talking, and I'm like, because that's when we also discovered his tongue was needed to be cut under. So, that was contributing to him not being able to laugh. She couldn't stick his tongue out. So... You, but you still press my baby head on my titty, though. Like, I just gave her to a baby, and I'm just not producing milk. Bitch, back up. And stop repeating yourself. I get it. And so <laughs> my doctor came in. I heard in. you the first time. I heard you the first 17 times, actually. <laughs> so my doctor came in, and she was like, and she just like, I don't know what she talked to her about, but after that, I was on breast rest The rest of the time I was in the hospital. So she fucking put his head on my titty, okay? Because it hurts. It's bleeding so like no but I think what I do this is actually once you've given birth like they don't educate educate us people of color in general on things that could possibly happen initially with our babies I think I was like literally crying tears when I found out Kyle had jaundice. oh my god because they don't really discuss those things. I mean, I later found out that yeah. Rob and I both had it, whatever, but they don't discuss those things. And depending on where you're at, depending on the rapport you have with your physicians, it can be crazy. Yeah. And they will tell you things, like Kyler literally, I think, was under this light. It like the McDonald's light for, a, like, it felt like forever. But he was under that light for so long that they burnt my little babies and built the up. So how most oh. parents have that time where you get to keep it, And let it fall off and save it. By the time he got home, it was gone. That's how bright it was. The light dried it out. So it's just little things like that. Like yeah, that's something so simple. But as a first-time mother, that's a a parent. don't I didn't get to have that. So I just think that those are things that kind of need to be mentioned. I think for real, for real, even when you're in labor, that's something that the doctor should focus more on. And it's not you being discriminatory. It's just the facts. It's just what it is. Being more focused on what can happen to us women of color in the labor, in labor in the right. training, because we're the highest to pass away, us and our babies. Um That brings you back to the girl from last month in New York that passed away, and a lot of it had to deal with the hospital she was at, but it also had to deal with just general care. The lack of training. They said like yeah. she
0: hadn't, she, she was and stuff but I wasn't able to get and see her doctor like she wanted to or needed to. Like they just did not take her or her concerns serious. And it's like if she was a white woman, it would have
1: never happened. When um, the first article that we had read that you know pretty much provided us with the with the statistic, the woman that's in here she's a Hispanic woman and she's she's describing her labor. And she's you know, explaining how things were going left, basically. This is one of the articles they put in the bio. And she's explaining that it sh- she, she kind of had a moment. She's actually having issues and complications that she can tell. But she's, the fact that she has to battle with herself on how to say it and if she can say it, because she don't want to be labeled as the, the hysterical Hispanic woman, because she's scared. But that's not okay that us women of color have to respond that way when we're giving birth. We don't even have time. We should not, and we don't really have the time to think about life or death when we're giving birth because we're afraid of how you're going to judge us in our skin. And I think it's such a great thing that now they're really pushing these Black doulas, and just doulas in general. They don't necessarily have to be Black, which should support Black businesses, but they don't necessarily have to be Black. But sometimes you receive someone that looks like you better, especially in that emotional, emotional scene that you will be in. But I think a doula right. just is something that a lot of people sleep on. You know, when you think of labor, some of just it just hits pain. <laughs> it just it just automatically triggers. That's gonna hurt. I'm gonna rip. I just want to get the baby out. But I'm tired of being big. That was but, that was me. <laughs>
0: and <laughs> but, I that that would me. It. Like it's gonna hurt. I just want an epidural. Get it out. And then you know my ass went like a long ass time without an epidural both times and I was like oh it wasn't really that bad like with Carmen I went like eight or nine active labor hours with no epidural before I was just like okay because they were like okay if you don't get it now you won't be able to get it so I was like uh let me go on and get it just in case <laughs> and yep. so I got it and then with Cam um I was actually I I I actually went into labor like two o'clock in the morning. That's when it started. So I got to the hospital about six. I was probably in labor for about six or seven hours before I got an epidural with Cam. But it was my second child, so they were coming faster and more intense. So right. I guess that's why I didn't last as long. But um, outside of what you were saying about you know, us embracing doulas, I feel like there there really needs to be a change in the medical field because not only do we have these disproportions in maternity, we it's it's like this in every area of the medical field when it comes to blacks and black women, whether it's your everyday, you know, health or you know, your mental health, like we we are overlooked and not listen to when we bring up our concerns. Like my mom, for instance, she complained for years to her doctors about the pain that she was feeling. And you know, for like 10, 12 years, they told her that it was just because she was overweight. She finally saw a black doctor and was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Mm -hmm. So for 12 years, this Mm -hmm. woman was in pain. But because she looked okay, and when she went to doctors, she dressed a certain way. Oh, she's fine. You That's just need to lose some weight.
1: That's a good point. We talked about
0: that. So we, Crazy enough, we just aren't taken serious by the medical by the medical profession. And I read an article, and I wish I I could find it, but a lot of studies say it's linked back to slavery times, and in you know times like that where it was said that. Black people have thicker skin, so they don't feel pain yeah. Yeah. and if you if you really think about it, slavery was only 125 years ago. Yeah. So, and that's a habit. So
1: the war might, well, that, don't really that's literally it
0: that's through. literally only three to four generations, okay? So if your great grandpa was a slave owner and was passing those stories down, that means you as a doctor believe that black people got thicker skin like and people don't realize that like it really wasn't that long ago for people to still have that
1: mindset that's true that's true and it's, that's, that's a good point like um that's what i think the essence article when it's talking about the fact it talks about that it says that we just in general don't have a lot of medical assistance once we've given birth you know, white women, when they give a birth, the doctor is, like, literally sometimes calling them. You, like, you get your little schedule visits and you, they don't ever see you again unless they end up being your child's pediatrician. So I think for us, just in general, people of color, like you said, they, they need more medical resources. This week in class, it was, um, the topic was disabilities and sex. And we were discussing how disabled people or disabled folks, how they're treated and how someone as a clinician or someone as an educator would respond and what we think we need to respond better. And my group, since we're all educators, we spoke on how we don't know a lot about various diseases, not very well, various diseases or disabilities that folks can have. And as a physician or as an educator, it's kind of hard to assess your group and, A lot of them we also mentioned are, especially with everything going on, with everything trying to become more inclusive, a lot of them are based upon, not all, but they can be more prevalent in someone of color. And if you, and it sucks that when you become in a presence as a physician, as an educator, someone in the healthcare or public health field with someone of color, like you said, with your mother, if the physician is not black, they typically kind of brush off what's wrong, like, an educator in school may see a black child and they're a little bit hyper aggressive, short attention span, they automatically have to that. And ADC they know that, that child needs
0: a little more attention. As a white teacher would we'll say they the have child, ADHD. It's a problem with the child. Mm-hmm. And, or or they a problem. They, if they think it was an issue and the child is always in detention or suspended, but they would get the nurturement, that the nurturing that they needed from the black teacher. It's the same thing, like, mm-hmm. legit. If we, if, if we are not with our own, we don't get the proper care. And that that's not right, <laughs> because a black teacher is gonna treat a white kid just like she does a black kid. Hello? A black doctor is gonna treat a white person just like they treat their black patients. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's just, it's really unfair, just like everything else is in the world, that like, we can't get that equality. <laughs>
1: hello somebody like i think if anything what i could do differently is i would have just stuck to my guns and hey, had collar at home like you it would have been nasty and i would have been mad if the cleanup but <laughs> why don't look at me like that because that's that's literally <laughs> why we didn't do it because why well, i was like who's cleaning that shit up <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> and because it's actually cheaper to do it at your home versus you going to a birthing center <laughs> but no, so but I would like it, yeah and I think I would have just been more would have had if, if not a black doula a doula in general and a midwife because you technically have both doulas more of like a support system but yeah like I definitely would have done that because that's just shit I'm into so I would have done it anyway, but I would have done it more so because when I had Kyler, I just felt like once I got his ass out of my stomach, they were like, she alive, her scission's in, he and she breathing, ain't nobody bleeding out, let's get it moving. I came in for my checkup, I was good, I was still nursing, okay, great. I had to come back because my ass was doing too much, my scission did rip, and they had to seal it back up, and that was pretty much it. You want birth control? Okay. okay. <laughs> like it was just super like blah 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 blah. Like wah 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 wah. Like it won't like no connection after like once he was out of me, it was like fuck her So I feel like if I would have had maybe someone that was, you know, a doula, someone that was a midwife strictly, not an OBGYN, and it's nothing against them. That's just my personal preference. I would prefer someone that's in such a sacred space with me to be more down to earth and to my level. Right I just feel like that's um, the, the part I missed
0: i I've said since I had Cameron if I were to have another file i would i still have the same o b g y n so I still see her every year so of course I would still go to her and let the doctor with the big ass hands deliver uh-huh. <laughs> but <laughs> I would want to know if that nurse is on, on schedule. <laughs> What's her oh, yeah. schedule? Can can we find that out, please? And if, if I'm not able to find that out, and at that point, I would want to hire a doula or a midwife to be somebody that I know has my best interest at heart. If I, mm-hmm. if I can't know for a fact that that nurse is going to be there, then I need to know a, a far enough ahead of time so that I can have a doula or a midwife.
1: Yeah, I think... It's just so much. My, sister
0: still me, my um my my sister while I'm delivering so that
1: that part of the oh, yeah, yeah. Thing like won't that's, change. That's something two people don't be thinking about like who can watch your kids if you have kids? Like you know, like those things you have to include in your birthday plan. People just be like thinking about the birthday plan, and forget when they have multiples, you know, who's gonna watch other child my but
0: sister was a little bit upset because she was in the delivery room when I had Carmen. And so because she had to babysit Carmen when I had cameras, she was like, so
1: oh, why does that mean
0: we don't get that at sister moment? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, okay, that's okay. I think if I were to have another child, it would literally be not, like, I have way too deep in my own. It was okay, though, because it kept me from dying. Like, I low-key feel like they all played a part and they knew what the fuck they was doing with mom. Okay? When... See, the hospital that I was at, You could only have three people in
0: the room with you, right? And so but so that was part of the birthing plan. I lied. That was part of the birthing plan. I actually had to put that on paper. The three people that I wanted in the room with me, I had to have that on paper two weeks before I was scheduled to go in because both of my babies were supposed to be um, induced. So I had to turn that paperwork in two weeks ahead and those three people had to have their id and nobody else could come in the room until after i had delivered the baby it didn't matter how long i was there only those three people were allowed in the room until after the baby was delivered
1: and Mm -hmm. that was just the
0: rules of that hospital
1: only three people in the room i think when i delivered well this is before the t-section i think it was yeah yeah. Uh, um, five or seven people and then yeah but if like when the daughter came in she was like oh you are loved honey this baby is loved okay but I think they played a good part like will I do it again no but <laughs> because when shit would love I was little embarrassed. my response but um when they did play a part like I think that that's something I did forget when everything's like when I started feeling pain and because I would, my mom the support system helped because when I was starting to like feel like I just had no hope I couldn't push them out like nothing was working you know everybody was like cheering me on like kind of giving me positive words affirmation but when the shit went left everyone was in there crying along with me so that's when the doctor knew like okay this this might really be some shit we need to figure out the plan like now um yeah yeah but (laughs) at first no so um I think one of the biggest reasons, though, this is such a big thing to discuss is a lot of women prior in labor and when they're preparing for their labor, they disclose things to their doctors and typically if your doctor is not a person of color or um, someone that generally works with that public, that works with that group, maybe they work in like a lower income area or they work their goal is to try to, you know, give more insight into people of color in their maternal health. You kind of don't get the same response as far as when you're trying to get medication, um, when you're just trying to get treatment that is to your melanin skin. So I think that is more needed because we lack it a lot. Simply they tell us anything Oh, once it came with a notification, it didn't come with um... what you hey, Robert? What? I, mean, I closed it out. I didn't right? read it. Okay, I'm back. Sorry. But yeah, we, for I had to make sure something was closed. I think one of the maps was closed. Um, But yeah, like like in the article about, they were kind of like explaining how doulas improved the maternal health for a black woman. One of the ladies discussed that, you know, she had experience some pain and issues seven weeks into her pregnancy mm-hmm. she just went to her local health care center she was thinking it was an infection or whatever the doctor wrote her a prescription to sent her home she said she was on the phone with her mom who was a physician and she asked her the, the visit went she told her mom about the medication i don't think she took it yet at that point she told her mom about the medication her mom went and looked it up and told her it should have never been prescribed prescribed to her when they went to do more further research, if she would have taken the medication, she would have had a spontaneous abortion. But again, that goes back to the theory of we, and that also kind of ties into like us not being prepared. When we have babies. That's no excuse because I wasn't prepared. And that's, that's not an excuse because you, you just you
0: had to do my research. <laughs> It's not your responsibility to know about the different medications and different things like that. I, honestly, we are taught to with our doctors. Now, yes, as New Gym, we do our research and stuff, but that's technically not her responsibility. You trust that the physician that
1: you go to is going to... And, you know, like, lactation do do what's right you. for instance, there's usually, like... I've never watched a parody where a lactation specialist is not portrayed as a pushy ass bitch. And that's the truth. So imagine if you're in that kind of scenario and you're coming because you you had an infection and you prescribe this medicine, the medicine you shouldn't have had in the first place because you're pregnant, but you were pressured and you took it. You know what I'm saying? And you were told it was supposed to do this. Like, it's just so much that we have to be mindful of. And it kind of like, and it sucks because it takes away the fun from bringing this life into the world. But it's just like everything going on right now, being black or being a person of color, you just have to do so much more. When you're arriving situation, whether it's giving birth, whether it's going to your job, whether it's going to the grocery store, whether it's running around your neighborhood, anything, whether it's answering your front fucking door. Like you just have to do so much more. ten, Ten extra steps. Literally. But it's just it's the reality. It is what it is. And I think it's just something that we need to become more educated on. I'm happy to see that a lot of women of color are like getting into public health. And this is something yeah. that also needs to be discussed because of COVID. You know, like with us women everybody getting pregnant now because they ain't homes and nothing. Fuck it. So I've seen more pregnancies. And- <laughs> I won't be on that
0: list
1: cause I ain't been fucking. I've had my scare, but God is with me. Uh,
0: God IED is IED.
1: He's with me. Praise God, but I hope he is, girl. God hold me down, it's like no. But <laughs> um, God. sorry, I'm my heart did. Okay, so we forgot. we. You know, you my neighbor. All right. But so <laughs> it's something to be discussed because, like, a lot of my friends that have had kids or are in process or still to be delivery, like, that's been the thing. And it's kind of been pushing them to kind of like make sure this birthday plan is a solid plan because you really only have one person in there with you. But so I hopefully it has the adverse effect where the, the, it's literally you, the doctor, and your baby daddy, or you, the doctor, and your mama, or your girlfriend, whoever, however you got the situation. So the doctor has no choice but to pay attention to you and that baby. But yeah. if you end up in a fuck-up situation where you're going to labor, you're not where you wanted to be, and you have to go somewhere where they have full of COVID patients, will it be the same? Because that's also how a lot of people have been saying they've been having to go for things that require emergency room attention, and if it's full of COVID patients they don't get the same treatment that they would if it wasn't COVID. So that's also something to think about too, When if you're having a baby and you get pregnant right now. If you want to have a baby in the hospital, do you want to do a look? Do you want to be at home? Or are you going to be or more you where you want to go? are
0: a like, birthing center, center that they're just birthing,
1: not a hospital that your doctor can deliver your baby at? Like, it's just so much, especially with our new world that we're living in, that has come up because, you know, when you're having a baby. And it's just, it, you already got enough to think about because you're Black or you're Hispanic. Yeah but it's even more now because you're black or hispanic you're pregnant and you're having a baby during covid or pregnant during covid yes a lot so so this is a pretty good topic um do you have any i don't really know how long we've been recording but it feels like we've been recording (laughs) for
0: The conversation kind of just been flowing, but it feel like we've been recording.
1: I haven't I looked, looked at the nation where we're lying but it's, <laughs> it's, it's like a little under hour. Um, do okay. You have, yeah. I think, yeah, it's a little under hour. Do you have any closing thoughts? Anything that for anyone who's having a baby or just found that they're pregnant and they're a little of color? One
0: um, be mindful of who you have in the room with you.
1: Yes. Well, it's only one person right, right now other than the doctor, but you no, know, pick the right one. Sure,
0: yeah. Like pick somebody who's going to keep you calm not induce anxiety. Okay, correct. Number two, know what you want and be your own advocate. Correct. And that's not just a maternity, you know, aspect. It's in every aspect of medical. Know what it is that you feel is wrong with you and you speak for you until somebody listens. And if they don't, you let them know that you want it documented, that you said X, Y, Z, and that they, they did not do anything. And, right. and that is for everything in medical field. When you ask for something or you let them know that something is wrong and they do not take action, let them know that you want that documented in your chart. That is, that, that's is my two pieces of advice. Because if anything goes wrong, you said that this was, was what happened and they didn't and do anything. They did. And so that has been documented. And it's well, possible have whoever's with you to document things that are happening so that in the event that something happens to you, that other person is there to say, hey, no, this happened at this time. It, it's sad that you got to be worried about those things in a time you know like labor and delivery but like i said not just in labor and delivery in every aspect of medicine just just you got to take those extra precautions so those would be my mama's remedies today
1: mine would be pretty much close to what you said really do your research on what you want um for your delivery really and when i say do your research like do you want to do have you realized that your pregnancy you've been extremely anxious? Like those are things that aren't discussed often, but you change so much down to your hair texture, your skin, if your combination, you're oily or you're dry, like literally it's that deep. And that it is deep as your emotions. So be mindful of what your triggers are. Because that only yeah. not only triggers you, it triggers your baby. Um, so would it be more sufficient for you to have a baby at home or to have it in a birthing center where it isn't as much chaos of a hospital? Cause that essentially played a part with me too. I have horrible anxiety. So when I went into the birthing um, ward as a hospital, it hurt the girl in the room next to me screaming for bloody murder, it fucked me up. It locked my ass up like I was about to have sex. It was drying up down there. Like literally was freaking out. <laughs> so again, should have been at home. So those things to think about um also after um I didn't really focus on it too much until after that because I did have postpartum I should have been more diligent on my aftercare I should have been more forthcoming with how I was feeling and you know, they give you that survey when you come back for your checkup you know how are you feeling how do you you know ask you all the school questions be honest they're yeah. not gonna sort of look at you crazy um for if anything you're gonna
0: get the help that you need
1: quick fast in a hurry buddy okay um because <laughs> they don't want to be you or that baby. or the baby on their fucking watch first and foremost <laughs> and just in general you need the help so i think for myself yeah. i shouldn't have more forthcoming god willing i had support system that knew me well enough to know, like bitch you acting real funny what's up but everybody mm-hmm. don't have that so right definitely be more diligent and mindful of your aftercare whether it's physical aftercare, your mental aftercare, just take heed to those things. So this week has been a great episode. It's been a lot of jewels yeah. drops. Um, learn a little bit more about us. And we wanna put all the articles in the description. because so there's a lot of knowledge here, there's so much knowledge that we're not gonna discuss all of it because we'll be here for four hours. And you will be hearing us probably twice this week or not this week, it'll be next week because we are going to be guest appearances on our first pod, not our own. <laughs> <laughs> <Flex>. <laughs> so, it's really exciting. We will drop everything once um, it happens because it's not our show, so we can't, you know, tell. Men's yeah, but,
0: we'll, um, I said we'll be on one of the confessions Instagram story and probably
1: in an ours too. Yeah, because yeah, we're really so excited. You'll we get to it. act as cool as somebody else's show. Like, I'm lit for <laughs> 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 <My head>. <laughs> <laughs> So, so this has been a great episode. Catch up on all the other ones if you have not. And yes. wow. if you have not. And, and this has been Confessions of Millennial Mills. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tiffany. <laughs> Bye. Bye.